listening to Evolve with Nicolette, a bad bitch healing. What is poppin' y'all? It's your girl Nico, and I am back with a new episode. So very exciting. I'm here. If you are seeing me on video, I have this, you know, little hair in my face that, you know, it's a little moment. And I haven't had a hair in my face like this since the late 1900s. So, you know, we're going to rock with it. It kind of felt, it kind of just felt like that. So I'm here. I'm into it. It is what it is. Okay. Today, I'm going to be talking about my therapy journey because I have been officially in therapy this past December. It will be my two year mark. And honey, it is glorious. It is fantastic. And one of the best decisions I've ever made in my healing journey. And with a couple of recent discussions I've had, like in community and um, with friends of mine, I really wanted to just, you know, I've never done this before where I've talked about it, like just my experience since the beginning until currently. So let's get into it. So my therapy journey got started in December of 2022. At that point, I had already been self-healing for probably two years already, definitely full-fledged on social media. That's when I was building my following. I mean, I'm still building my following, hello. But that's when I was, you know, full-blown, really out of my comfort zone and sharing with the world what I've been going through. And at that point, I was doing everything from, you know, guided meditation, some hypnosis, you know, just things that I was finding on the internet. Back then, I was... And still now, but back then I was very much an avid listener of Manifestation Babe and Gala Darling. I still am, but definitely have incorporated more BIPOC women into that as of, you know, the past two years. But up until that moment, those were the influencers and coaches that I was looking up to at the time. So for me, I had been doing the work, doing the healing, the journaling, um, really taking myself out of my comfort zone. By December 2020, I was bursting at the seams, girl. Like I was literally, I was sick of myself. I done had it. I did all this self-healing and took everything out the closet and unloaded all my baggage. But now I am sitting in the terminal, honey, with all of my baggage right next to me and not knowing what I'm going to do with it all. And when I talk about baggage, I'm talking about my luggage of trauma, my luggage of depression, my luggage of grief, my daddy issues, my mommy issues, daughter of immigrants issues, like all of the things on top of all of my newer luggage of being a mom, being a wife, and you know, undiagnosed postpartum depression. I already had my podcast too at this time. So that was also one of the ways of me healing because I was letting it all out here with you guys. On an episode... I had mentioned that therapy was expensive and still is expensive, by the way. But at that time, I was talking about how I really wanted to, you know, get into therapy because it's helped me before. But a lot of the shame that's around it. But at that time, it was more about financial, you know, not being able to afford it. Right. Because I think the going rate at minimum is $110 per session, and that's like an hour only. So who can really truly afford that, Um, especially with 2023 prices, girl, post-pandemic, you know, things. So shout out to one of my listeners. She slid in my DMs and told me about um, a friend of hers, a colleague of hers, 
that was offering sliding scale or kind of like pay what you could afford type things. That person that she was recommending was a good fit for me, right? So she's a listener of my podcast, saw, you know, saw and heard my stories already. So probably, you know, this person clicked in her mind, you know, recommended me to her. And I was full on open to receiving that and was so, so grateful. And still to this day, so very grateful for Paola for reaching out. That was so dope because... Now I'm here now, two years later, still on that journey with my therapist. And I want to bring you guys to how that came about, right? So actually when I reached out to her, so Paola gave me her email and I reached out, kind of gave her a little spiel like, hey, I'm a mom of three. I'm, you know, such and such years old and oh, I'm a stay at home mom. Like I gave her the whole rundown. I got a lot of shit, girl. Like I was telling her everything in the email and she's like actually I have a wait list right now I think for like two months but it's gonna open up soon I'll keep you posted she ended up hitting me up in that December of 2020 and we had a discovery call try to see if it's a good fit or not I'm not gonna lie just with that phone call alone I teared up with her on the phone just because already by that point I was already to the limit I was at my emotional max capacity. Thank goodness she took me on. (laughs) Thank goodness she took me on, okay? One of the biggest things for me, like one of the green flags, because you know how we're always talking about red flags. One of the like bonus points for my therapist, without giving a lot of stuff, I really don't want to reveal her identity or anything like that. Just privacy things. I never asked her either. One of the things for me is that she said... And that I knew that we were in alignment is that she's like, I don't really like to refer to myself as a therapist. I really like to refer to myself as a healer. And that had me. That had me in a chokehold, girl. I was all like, yes, sign me up. I want a subscription. Ready to go. You know, I think we talked for about an hour and she talked a little bit about uh, what she does and, you know, her background and stuff like that. And I told her about who I am and my background and come to find out that And mind you, this is over the phone, right? But she told me that she was also Asian and Latina also. So that was one of the biggest things for me because working on, you know, my, I I don't want to say it, I'm probably saying it wrong, but like my identity dysmorphia, my not, I don't want to say identity crisis, but like, you know, the, the part of me that doesn't always feel enough, especially of either one of my ethnicities. Okay. So being able to have that in common with her was already top tier. Like it was just, she was just taking off all the boxes. You know, I must say that it was definitely a manifested thing set in the stars, honey. Like we were really meant to be. Fast forward to our first session, it's on Zoom. Being able to see her and she's very much looks Asian, but would talk in Spanglish. I fell in love with her right at that moment. Like, oh my God. And not only that, but her style and just, I mean, everything, 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 everything I never knew I needed. Okay. So glad that we started this journey together and then we just started doing the work. And the first couple of sessions was just about her getting to know me through diagnosing me in a way. Experiences, my trauma, my background, you know, told her about all the grief I suffered at a very young age, you know, the murder of my brother and all types of things, you know, and fast forward to, you know, being a mom 
of three boys and all of that too, on top of everything else in life, right? So it was a couple sessions later. I would say, I would like to say about a good like two months of sessions. So I would have a session every other week where, um, and I might be wrong also, because this was been a long time ago. She ended up diagnosing me with PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome or disorder. I forgot when I looked it up somewhere, I read the, I read the description. It's basically depression and anxiety all rolled into one. I was like, oh, well, accurate. Like, um, yes, that's present. That is totally me. <laughs> but with that, it didn't really phase me on my diagnoses. It was more about like, ah, oh, well, that's what it's called. And these are the steps of how we're going to deal with it. And that's the way how I've been coping for the past 33 years. We're going to start to learn how to figure it out. And because I feel like a lot of people get hung up on their diagnoses. There's someone who I love following. And I, for, I forgot. He called himself like a tra- trauma, trauma coach. And he doesn't like to refer to mental disorders as disorders. That's how you have survived up until that point, right? It's just the only way how your mind has been able to cope. So whether it's PTSD, postpartum depression, or anxiety, or all types of things, it's not a disorder. You're not out of order. It is just how your your brain has been able to cope up until that point. And now you're with the professional who's going to help you get through that and help you overcome it right? Or not let it rule your life. So I took my diagnosis as that. It's just a name, kind of like putting a face to a name. All right. And we're going to move on. So I didn't really get too hung up on that, but it was nice to be able to name it. It was a lot to get up into that point because, you know, I'm going through all of it, right? I'm going through all my history of my trauma, right? All of the grief that I hadn't really told anybody out loud that wasn't really family, you know? So uh, I'm not going to lie, it was definitely something that was heavy and challenging, uh, but felt very freeing at the same time to be able to tell someone else about it. Because, you know, in therapy, that is your safe space. That was my safe space to be able to tell her something and not have to feel judgment about it. And in fact, she was someone who who always validates how I feel, what a gift that is to give somebody. So I'm so appreciative of her, her, you know, especially for these last two years, because man, have I done the work, not just by myself, but with her. Been truly helpful to my healing and to my growth as a person. And one of the things that we did in the beginning when I first started my journey with her is that we set a goal. I'm actually going to read you, I like what we put down as my goal back in... December of 2020. Okay. So I literally put, I am seeking therapy for more healing, especially guided healing. I specifically want to address my inner child. And I realized that I have brought a lot of things to the surface, but now what? I don't allow myself to lean onto others. And I want to be less reactionary to situations in my life and understand emotionally what is happening for me and be able to process through it. And my reactivity, so my my cut a bitch is at eight and I would love to be at a four, which is hilarious because <laughs> that I said that back in 2020 because man, do I feel like my goal was even more 
of something I had to practice without even knowing because we it's not like we're always revisiting my goal. We kind of just show up in session. And if I'm dealing with something that day or that week um, since I last seen her, it kind of just comes up. But her reminding me of what my goal was back then made me laugh because this past year was nothing but me being super reactionary, being able to deal with that because it's something that I don't like that there are times I'm able to fly off the handle and it's very much of me feeling out of control. That is the part that I've been trying to work on for the last two years. My goal back then, and that's still being the ever, right, ever present, like that's what I still need to work on and want to work on and be able to have the tools to be less reactionary. And man, I have done so much work since then. And one of the biggest things that she reminded me, because there are times where I feel like, damn, I failed or, you know, I haven't been doing such a great job. But she very much holds me accountable to all the progress I have done in the last two years. That's what brings me to wanting to share my advice for those seeking therapy. I want to be able to give you guys some like bullet points. I don't want to say like a list to look for or something, but things to consider if you're considering going into therapy. So one of my biggest things from remembering that goal was realizing like, hey, I've been doing the work for the past two years. Are there a lot of areas I still need work on? Hell yes. Are there things that, especially in the last two years that I got a chance to use my tools, been able to process and parent differently in the past two years? Hell yes. Are there some things that I'm not so proud of? Yes. But because of therapy, I have been able to have this sacred protected space to come back to time and time again. I meet with her right now basically two times a month. So every other week, it's been so helpful. And especially when we were going through a lot in 2021, especially towards the end with selling our home and the transition of moving and kids and mom life and all the things you know it was totally available um with her to go to once a week sessions you know because that's what it called for at the time i needed that type of support so be able to have that flexibility with her to be able to have this like i said sacred space has been so beneficial for me as a person because i am someone who has been conditioned to never ask for help. I have been conditioned to kind of take on the burden or never to bother anybody with my feelings or my emotions, you know, especially with my past traumas or anything like that. Like I just never had a space, safe space my whole life to be like my emotional release or to be able to have emotional consent with somebody to feel safe and be able to tell those things that I feel uncomfortable saying out loud. So to be able to have her and to have therapy as one of my biggest tools in my self-healing toolbox, it is, I'm just so blessed. And I noticed something of privilege and that is the reason why that I am wanting to share this because if it wasn't for somebody recommending therapy and especially her to me and her services and learning about things like sliding scale or pay as you go or you know looking at insurance in a way where it's covered um 
especially back then because of the pandemic, telehealth has been uh, free depending on your insurance. For me, it was something that, you know, I want to share because I feel like a lot of people, especially black and brown people, BIPOC people, really feel like is sometimes out of their reach where there's a lot of people that look like you and me that are out here doing the work, supporting and healing our communities through therapy. I'm so thankful for her because, man, these past two years have been so transformational for me. Whenever I get a chance to talk about therapy, and you know, it's been brought up in conversation and community, like I said, or with friends, or I've talked about in a podcast actually recently, it is something that I want to advocate for because... A lot of the times we don't do things because like, oh, well, that's kind of weird, kind of like the stigma, right? In Asian, especially Filipino culture, therapy is not even talked about like that, okay? Like that's for crazy people that like that's Looney Tunes type shit. On my Mexican side, right? Latinos, period. That's also same kind of sentiment of like, you know, that I don't need to talk to a stranger about my business. Like, I don't need to be talking to people I don't know about my business. Actually, maybe you do. <laughs> maybe you do to feel better. So you, maybe you could, you know, unwind a little bit. Maybe you feel a little bit less tense. Maybe you stop living your life in fight or flight for too long, okay? Maybe that might be helpful, right? Or seeing it in a way where it's not so much going to a doctor, it's just another person on the other side of a, of a screen or in person or over the phone that gives you this safe space to be able to share the things that you wouldn't share with anybody else otherwise. You know, like, why not? This episode, all in all, is to really share my journey and to advocate for you to also do the same. So if you've been on the fence to do therapy, this is basically my story and my advice, especially to those on the fence, especially to those who are trying to dip their toe, right? You've been healing, you've been doing the work. I see a lot of my sisters and my cousins out there doing the work and the healing, but this might be the time for you to maybe start seeking therapy also as another one of those tools and outlets to help aid you in your evolution. Okay, for me, top of the top of the bat, number one thing is to just go do it. Where do you start? For me, Instagram, following Latinx therapy. Latinx therapy has a lot of resources, a lot of uh, directories and such of people who are of men and women non-binary non-binary sharing their practice having openings social media is probably the best one of the best things to really get a hold of that information that you'll be looking for so for my asian brothers and sisters i will post that on my instagram stories because there is a directory out there for asian therapists and so i will also put that on my Instagram when this podcast airs. Actually, we'll link it somewhere. Also on my profile, why not? I will do that for sure. My second thing is to not wait while you're in crisis to seek because, honey, you want to prepare. You want to be able to have your tools, to be able to have your army to come to bat for you when that time comes, when you need support the most, okay? Your life does not need to be falling apart in order for you to seek therapy. And I feel like a lot of us get to that point. Like, look at me. I was bursting at the seams when I started there. Maybe it would have been a little bit different 
if I had started six months prior. But hey, everything in divine timing. That is why you're here. That's why you're listening. But there has been so many people that have told me, nah, I'm good. I went through that rough patch, but I'm good now. I'm better. I don't need to talk to anybody. My point is don't wait till you need one. Don't wait. There's no point to wait. You don't have to be a full-on mental breakdown in order to get a therapist. I get it. As a first gen, we're literally raised to not depend on others. We're conditioned to take the brunt of it all and to never ask for help, to not burden others with our problems, to swallow all the injustices and trauma in our lives, and to just conform and not rock the waters and to assimilate. Some of you are listening right now and watching this or listening to this and not even realizing the things that you've been going through in life is literally not normal. Being in fight or flight for years on end is not normal. We are taught by our elders to just survive, which is not their fault. And this is all with love and never shame or guilt, but they only did the best that they could and taught us only what they know. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I can see and understand that anything but survival was a luxury and our people literally did not have luxuries like that. But now as this new generation, we have choices and we have the ability to rewire, reprogram, unlearn a lot of the things that no longer serve us anymore. I lived so many years in fight or flight. Ever since I can remember, I've always been on survival mode. But it was also because the adults around me were in survival mode constantly also. So it's, you know, just a product of my environment. Now that I know better, I'm able to do better for myself. And not just for myself, but to set an example for my sons. To be able to, you know, be an example for my husband, right? Or my family around me, my friends. I was so used to and have manifested many scenarios throughout the years because my fight or flight, my trauma, my resentment, a lot of the things that I grew up having to witness just manifested in my life in so many ways of being angry, being resentful. Uh, being ready to cut a bitch on sight, like <laughs> being ready to fight all the time, you know, like that just was not okay. That is not okay. I was proud of being petty, like what the actual fuck? No, that is not healthy, you know, and a, you know, me being a judgmental ass bitter Betty. No, like that was not the case. I was wildin' in my first couple of years of being a mom. Those first those first six years of my son's lives, like the PTSD and the postpartum depression was raging. I'm not going to lie. I was sick of it. I was sick of it. I laugh about it now, but I felt like I was twist, like I was just so twisted in my body and just so wound up so tight that I couldn't stand myself any longer. And I was just pissed off at being mad all the time. I was pissed off at me being pissed off all the time. So if any of that sounds familiar, go get a therapist, go get some help. Like we do not have to live like that anymore. <laughs> like you literally have choices. I mean, look in your family, right? Look in your family. You have family members that have lived 60, 70, 80 years pissed off. Baby, do the math, do the actual math. There's help. There are tools out there 
for you to self-heal and self-soothe. One of the biggest things when those tools are just not cutting it, honey, therapy. Go get you some, get, go get you a healer, baby. Go do that. Go do those things because you are healing generational curses and trauma and breaking generational cycles when you do that work. It's not pretty. It's not gl- glamorous in any way, shape, or form, but it's also light sometimes. And so many beautiful things comes out of that growth. So many beautiful things have come out that growth. Like I'm so proud of myself. My therapist had to remind me just in my last session of how I've come so far. And just even with that, having someone to hold you accountable for your wins and your progress, right? Because they're bearing witness to your evolution. Baby, go do that. My last advice, right? Maybe it's not something that you get you hit off with the first like let's say you do start therapy right maybe it doesn't it doesn't it's not like the best first experience like it was with me and my therapist but honey date around you do it with partners you can do it with your therapist have a list of what you're looking for one of my biggest things for me was having someone that can relate to my experience so i was really looking for a bipoc you know black or brown woman who could share and understand my experience right so I just got so lucky with someone who was almost the same mix as I am being Asian and Latina because it's a very unique experience it's a very unique experience and she understands it right being able to that war within yourself of being enough of either ethnicity she understood that and what a blessing because that was something that I need that I'm working on that I'm healing as we speak that is something that I need when dealing with my inner child and dealing with younger Nico you know you need to have a list of the things that you want in your therapist my biggest thing is just to have faith that that is the route that is good for you because honey it is especially if you've been on a self-healing journey where you're just doing all the things and the tools therapy is really where you get to work it out but with someone who went to school and learned those coping tools and learned how to process through it so there's so many things that my therapist has given me um for homework or and I'm not saying like full-on essays and shit but like something to think about after session right that have truly been a game changer in my healing process that's what they literally went to school for so why not do it with someone who is equipped to help you in the healing process girl I said that these episodes were going to be short I'm really trying I'm really trying therapy has been a game changer for me as your favorite cousin, as your favorite sister, I cannot highly recommend therapy enough. You do not have to be a prisoner to your thoughts and to the heaviness of life and all these things. You do not have to be a prisoner to it. You legit get no medal for it. And as a first generation child, you understand what I'm talking about. Because people will wear the trauma like a badge of honor. Like what in the actual fuck? No. We're not doing that anymore. We deserve healing. We deserve rest. We deserve peace. It is your legit divine birthright. Thank you guys. I love you guys. I will see you guys on the next episode. And if you like this episode and all the things, don't forget to like it, subscribe, give it all the stars, baby, so I can keep the good stuff coming. I will see you guys next time. Toodles.